is finally in. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB Draft. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. Now for the reason we're all here. We have some business to do. The first selection of the 2000... Welcome in to the First Pick Podcast, episode 44, NFL Free Agent Frenzy. Yes. It has begun today, March 17th. It all started yesterday, Kev. How how you feeling about how you feeling about things? Before we get going, how how you doing, man? I didn't. I, how you doing with this uh, the quarantine? Um, it's going pretty well, man. Now for well for me and my wife and my kid, it is. It's more stressful for my parents. My mom, she has to go to New York City. It's essential that she goes to New York City to get treatments that she can only get in New York City. So there is some stress there, but overall, making it work. We're taking shifts over there, me and my sister. My dad's still trying to work, do all of those things. You know what I'm saying, man? So there are some stressful moments here, but we're prepared. We got food for days. Uh, at the end of the day, we really can't complain over here. How about you? Oh, it's good. Um, my wife is working from home, so that's good. <laughs> sort of. Lisa's been home since December, so it's like I'm, sorry I'm, 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 I'm loving it. But we have a young baby, so it's nice to know that somebody's always going to be. I love home, my wife, know? but I love my space. Understood. And, uh, I have my my son home. We just got the call last night that the daycare is canceled. He only goes to part time daycare anyway. Um, and I thought I wouldn't be affected at work, but yesterday, um, usually my shift ends around like two, three o'clock. It ended at noon. I wasn't too mad, but I was kind of like, uh-oh, like, am I going to be, you know, affected by it? Right. Now, for me, I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to the gym. Now, they do that to me tomorrow. I'm a little upset. I got no sports. I got no gym right now, and my house is full of people. Not, I was. I couldn't wait to get over here and do this. Put on a jacket. Maybe you and Vinny Boy just go to the park, let them run around like yeah. a nut job. You know what I'm saying? Just I need a couple, degrees, a couple degrees warmer, and okay. I could definitely, you know, I could take them for a walk, though. You know what I mean? But I want to take them to the park. It was beautiful last week, but- um, so yeah, we hope that you guys are doing okay with the, you know, the shutdown wherever you're at. Um, but we're going to get into some football talk. That's the one good thing we got going. Uh, and, 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 uh, before we get into the actual introduction, Kev, uh, I just think it's crazy how one day of NFL free agent signings kind of supersedes all that we're going through as sports fans. Um, kind of made me forget that the NBA is not on. Made me forget there's no March Madness, no hockey, no spring training for baseball because we no got, Masters, no PGA Championship, all pushed back. No French Open okay. and tennis. It's okay because we it. got NFL talk. I agree. I'm, I was so excited yesterday. I want us, the listeners to know how big the NFL is because for me, just for you know the time being, it made me kind of forget about all that other stuff, and I think that's where the NFL is king. Oh, they're, they're absolutely king. I don't think there's any question about that here in America, man. Like, there's n- there's no bigger sport. We love it. 150 million of us watch it every year for the Super Bowl. That even gets to people who don't even love football, man. It's just the number one sport here in America. That's the way it goes. It'll always be hockey. Not hockey. It'll always be soccer or basketball. Those are the two probably biggest sports we have. People, everybody across the world plays soccer. They play basketball. Every country has a team. So, you know, for the most part, obviously not every country, but I'm just saying. Football will always be king over here in America, man. You know the deal. 
Let's get to the spiel. I'm your boy, Vinny Goombach. Listen to the First Pick Podcast. If you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, at V-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. And if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at the First Pick Pod. Big Kev, tell them where they can find you. Tell them where they can listen. At BiggestBoss76 on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict. Those are the hottest spots to get us. Please rate, review, and share. We love that. We need that. That's how we're going to grow. Please leave comments if you if you like us, if you don't like us, whatever. Give us some comments. Give us something. If you don't like us, give us a reason why. Help us get better if you're going to leave a negative comment. Also, we are doing this on new mics, new equipment. So if you do listen to this, let us know. Does it sound better? Does it sound different? I, I think it sounds great. I love the sound of it. I'm really glad that we got this stuff. So uh, hopefully, it hel- hopefully it helps the experience that you guys get from the first big podcast. But let's get it going. Free Agent Frenzy, NFL 2020, episode 44 from the First Pick Podcast. Very excited. So let's start with some number 44s. For those of you that don't listen, every episode we try to come up with some players that we like that goes with the episode number that goes along with the show that we're doing today. And today that's 44. First thing that came to my mind, of course, if you don't know me, the biggest boss, I love the Packers, James Starks, number 44, huge cog for us picking up 100 yards a game in the 2010 playoffs, burned through that playoffs. Atlanta Falcons, I was scared of that Atlanta Falcons game. We wound up putting like 44 points on them. But um, he's the first number 44 that came to my brain. And then also Vic Beasley, he's another recent player. He has a ton of sacks over the last five seasons. He actually just got signed today. We may talk about him when we get into the free agency breakdown. What are some of your thoughts on 44s over there? Vinny Goombats. That, that year that y'all won the Super Bowl, do you know the only team that held y'all without a touchdown in the game? I did not. My New York football Jets. <laughs> I can't believe we were held down by the bum juice Jets. Hey, whoa, that defense was no joke. <laughs> you guys were good there. 9-0 y'all beat us. Well, that AFC was, Championship was 2009, right? Yeah, we, that was your back-to-back. That's the yeah, the second of the back-to-back when we played the Steelers. Tale of two halves. We were losing 24-0 at halftime. The game ended 24-19. Um, I was convinced that if we, had we beaten the Steelers that year, we were going to beat y'all in the Super Bowl because – uh, we held one of the best offenses to only nine points. Uh, granted, we couldn't score, though, but, I mean, whatever. And one of my favorite football lines came out of that two years, Bar Scott. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. That's one like, of mine too. it was so genuine from him. He was so fired up. I will never forget that moment. And when he, like, he just can't wait. He's like, I'm ready. I'll, I'll be ready whenever they want me to. I'll play tonight if they need me to. I, I'll always love that. <laughs> Famous number 44s, Jim Brown. Running oh, back. wow. Jim wow. Brown. We were doing this. We try to do this like uh, we try to do it off, off the, the top. Off the cuff, yeah. Right. Before we get on the show, like who who are some players that come to our brain? And we did not say Jim and Brown. That's what I said the disrespect. I got disrespect too on a diamond. Who? Oh, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Jesus. Yeah, these we, are some of the top. These are top 50 athletes that we're talking about right now that we didn't think of as 44. Any famous pitchers? Uh, Who was no, Nolan? Nolan Ryan wasn't 44, no, right? I'm just no, saying. But okay. I got another one on, on the baseball diamond that we disrespected. Hammering Hank. Hank Aaron. Really? Yeah, we, we don't messed up, though. Bruh. Yeah, so we. we I feel we, again, bad about that. We came off the cuff with some, you know what I mean? And then I, I, I hit it to the hardwood. We got Pistol Pete Maravich. Um, I went to hockey. I said Stefan Richet. We also I forgot Jerry West. Yeah, you well, I didn't forget him. You I had that to, was me. That's yeah, fine. I had, I, to, take, I had to call out the logo. I'll there. take the bullet. But uh I gotta be a homer. Shout out my boy Stefan Richet, uh Devil's left winger. 
through the 90s. Uh, that's New Jersey Devils hockey. Um, won some Stanley Cups with the boys. And then who else did we say um, that I forgot? Uh, George. George um, oh, George Gervin. George Gervin. Created the, the finger roll. Yes. And um, Derek Coleman. Yes. New Jersey, the famous New Jersey net. And I feel like we missing. He played for the Sixers too there too. That's but right. he was old yeah. at that point also. Yeah, yeah but uh, I feel like we missing somebody else. But, you know, I probably shot him out. Blurred them out in the middle of the episode there. And then uh, you guys will also text us and tell us because every, every time we do this, they're like, bruh, like on 22, I think we have forgot Emmett Smith or something ridiculous. Like every yes. once in a while, somebody will tell us something like, bro, how did you forget this player? Or when we didn't number? know any black Vinces and then I got a, a <laughs> slew of text messages. Vince Young. Vince Carter. Vince oh Carter. I, and I was like, damn. <laughs> like you know, sometimes I want y'all to know, man, We I know my stuff. Kev knows his stuff. But sometimes in the moment, you know, you're asked to call on it, and it's just not coming to yeah, you. Yeah, we forget. Oh, you know, remember, um, remember, remember the um, the Mavericks coach Don Nelson. Yes, he used to wear 44 too. Oh, well, we. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen. Uh, current player right now, Bojan Bogdanovic for the Utah Jazz. He wears 44, and then um, the last guy that my my favorite can't can't leave him out. Christian Leitner. Oh the my Dukies, gosh. the most useless. Come on player now, dog. Hold on the up. 1992 Olympic team, okay. just he hey. was just there at, in a portrait. No, he was. Gr- I was about to say something else. Hey, right. I, I am no hater as far as a guy in college, but he was the best basketball okay. player in college basketball in, in his time. All right, and we are gonna get rolling, y'all. I'm sorry, we just we just rolling through the 44s. Last but not least, I gotta I gotta shout him out, and I'm gonna apologize before because this is the disclaimer. I'm about to drop some politics on y'all. Barack Obama, 44th president. Oh, my God. Everybody just ran away. We, we just, just lost like black nine guys. listeners. They probably think we're Democrats. They That's probably it. think that we we're- lost, We lost We lost it. We're, we're done before guns. we even got started. Right. <laughs> we don't do politics, y'all. But that's it. Don't let's, worry. I don't mind if you have your weapons, man. Hey, listen. <laughs> let's get rolling, Kev. Let's talk about this NFL craziness right let's now. Let's do it. Uh, and before, but while you're pulling up your stuff, I just wanted to mention, um, you know, I'm excited for this, this, this stuff. We got NFL in March. And it's holding the torch right now because we got nothing else going on. I love it. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's get into the CBA. CBA voted on, on I think it was March 15th or March 14th, that the players have passed a vote. The vote was yes. Obviously, the CBA is now in. 1,019 players voted yes. And then 959 players voted no. So there was about a, you know, about 60 or 70, I think about 60 difference in there so it was right down the middle guys saying yes guys saying no i'm not going to spend too much time on the cba because i really want to talk about free agency so i'm just going to give you guys a few of the highlights it's a 10-year deal it's usually a 10-year deal technically it's an 11-year deal because this is the last year of the previous cba so this one will go everything else that you're about to hear about will start in 2021 all the way on through 2030 so when it comes to the 17 games, I know Vince. Vince, what was what was your initial thought when you were thinking about that 17th game as it comes towards betting? Um, eh, I, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about it, man. I, 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 you know what though? But I'm like, I'm like, don't change. I'm the I'm the guy. I don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. So, um, of course, for me, have another week to bet. That's cool. I, I don't bet the last week of NFL. I made that vow two years ago when. I blew half my bankroll on week 17. So now that would be week 18 right. because there's so many games that are irrelevant. Um, but, hey, man, another week to bet, another week of fantasy. As a fan, it's great. But I, I worry about the players, man. Like, that's a lot on the body. And I, I'm a football fan first. Um, so my initial reaction was, eh. But, again, I'm just a guy that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
Understood. So we are um, at least a year and a half or two years away from this happening. Within the CBA, the M- the owners or the players gave the owners the opportunity to change the game to 17 within the year 2021 to the year 2000. 2000- 2023 so within that time period that they have to come up with a plan whether it's extra bye weeks more home games whatever the option is going to be to add this 17th game and however changes the game they have from 2021 to 2023 to make that choice if they do not up the games to 17 by two by the end of 2023 they will remain at 16 obviously they put it in the the language of the contract because the owners want it they're obviously going to get it done however that looks for them but you don't have to worry about 17 games here for at least at least this season and the next season, most likely, unless they come up with a plan right at the beginning of 2021, because there is a lot of money that comes along with that. So um, there was a thought that the players didn't want this. They did. But there was uh, the, the owners kind of separated some of these guys. They had there was a lot of language in here for the players who make less money. So there is 60 percent of the league functions on a minimum salary did you know that i did not minimum salary six that's a lot like there is very little middle class it's 60 percent there then you have your top 10 percent, and then you have that small group of like middle class players as far now i get it middle class players are probably making I'm about to say yeah middle class within the ranking they I were know, they, yeah i got you but they blame football for lots of money man, I, that's like you pay that's like you paying me eleven dollars an hour to run this podcast you see i'll be sitting there like this right wait cheesing <laughs> i I hear you, but there's a lot like uh, to that conversation. I know that's a conversation for another day, but yeah. they sacrifice a I lot, man. They fact they and they they sacrifice. Some of them sacrifice their futures, uh, their future body, and their their wherewithal to get that. So I don't know, but that's another conversation. So, so there was a split between the rich players and the players at the bottom. That's why it passed at the end of the day. Obviously, you have more play- players making minimum who are also voting on this. They voted to put it. Makes through. sense. So, what are the players getting? In 2020, they will get 47%, right? Okay. 40% of all revenue. I don't care where it comes from. Really? Everything. TV contracts, whatever comes out of that. So that's just for this season. Next year, it will become 48%. They're almost basically splitting. You know, that extra 2% when you have a $10 billion company is oh, a, a significant number. But still, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to beat that. So the expansion of the, pro, of the postseason by two teams will generate an estimated $150 million. So, along with the money that they're getting, they're also getting two more teams at the playoffs, which means more revenue for everybody else. Another $150 million means, what, 47% of that would be at least $70 million. That's approximate. So, obviously, this whole deal came down to them getting more money, which comes in 2021. Also, you add another game. That's more money added to them. You add two more playoff teams. That's more money, more money added. That's what this whole thing came down to. Some players, some people think that the players lost. I think it was a pretty decent deal that they made here. So, with the benefit of the new system, also, um, it seems that the lower earning players, uh, roughly sixty percent of the NFL, operate on minimum salaries, which I already told you. So they will be getting a twenty twenty percent increase in their pay. So that means that players will be going from making five hundred and ten thousand uh, under the current deal. With the new numbers, it should rise to about 610, 620, give or take, in 2021. So that's great for the players on minimum salary on this league. And more practice squad spots. There's a million other things. I don't want to drown you guys with this, but those are the biggest things that come out of this. More money, more spots, and also more game day, um, more game day slots. 
So there's going to be an extra two guys per game day on the roster. So instead of 46 that are allowed to, I mean, 53-man rosters, um, 46 suiting up that day, you'll have you'll be able to have 48 players suit up that day. So an extra player, but of the two extra players that are allowed every game day, one has to be a lineman. So um, I don't know if you guys care about any of this kind of stuff, but those are some of the things coming down the pike. And um, you have any thoughts on any of this stuff going on? No, I mean, I, I, a lot of it's interesting and a lot of it's stuff I didn't know. And that's kind of why we, I told you, just bring it in cold on me because, uh, you know, you'll get a natural reaction from me. And these are things I didn't know. And, and I think, you know, it affects a lot when you look deeper into the game. So I'm, I'm glad we brought that up. And, yeah, not every, it's not every – listen, you know, that's something we bring here at the First Big Podcast. We, got, we, we try to cover all – all aspects of the game, on and off the field. And I think everything that's going on is going to apply to a better game. Players being more willing, getting more out of what's going on here. The rich players are going to stay rich. That's kind of why they didn't like it. But you know why the NFL gave the NFL gave a lot in the initial contract that the players said yes to? The only thing that I think they should have done, the TV contract is about to be negotiated at the end of the CBA. At the end of every 10 years, they also going to renegotiate their TV contracts, which generates billions of dollars. If I was the player, you're already giving me this much because you know you want to be prepared for television. You want to be prepared to capitalize on that, and you don't want to have any CBA BS during negotiations. No, I don't want this contract. I want more because they're already low. Oh, by the way, marijuana is lowered, so there's no more suspensions for marijuana. So they start this te- they're testing. I think it has to be over 120 mm when you when you actually take your test, uh-huh. um, and then they talk about getting you help. And when are gonna start doing that for regular jobs? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying, I'm you the, know, for those out there that partake. <laughs> I'm just so I just wanted to add those few things there, but that's really it for the CBA. There's a bunch of other crap, but I'm pretty sure you don't want to hear about it. Gotcha. So we're going to get into some of the signings, some of the trades. Uh, we're going to go in chronological order. But before we do that, Kev, um, we're going to jump around on this part. I'm going to ask you two questions. Okay. Tell me the best move to date. So it started Sunday, March 15th. We're recording this Tuesday, the 17th. And tell me the worst move. So to start, it's absolutely. Now, I'm going to go back to January. I'm okay. going to say Buffalo Bills. What were they doing in January? They got Josh Norman. And then also added Stefan Dix. I think they're winning okay. right now. Okay. I feel like they've made the best choices given what they've already had. I, I can't disagree with that. It hurts my stomach, but I can't disagree with that. Understood. And it hurts then, my stomach as a Jet fan. You know, I got we got I got I, I keep reading saying we got to project as if we have new listeners all the time. A diehard Jet fan for those that don't know. Understood. And then also, I, I like what the Miami Dolphins are doing. They have Again, a lot of money. killing me. And, and they're spending. Uh, I'm not doing this on purpose. No, I, hey, I, listen. They, I, <laughs> man, my Jets ain't doing nothing, so. And then the Arizona Cardinals. Those are all, like, I feel like those are the winners right now. I feel like the clear Who's winners. The losers? So, as far as losers are concerned, obviously, the Texans would be losers in this situation. Yeah. I think we're I think we will all would agree on that. The Jaguars making but it's only they're losers but they're choosing to be. I feel like that matters. I feel like they're just in a fire sale. We're breaking it down to build it back up. Whatever we thought we had in that AFC championship team, we're moving on from it. So Talking I feel about like the Jaguars. Right. I think that's a clear reason to kind of delineate that that they're doing it on purpose. They don't just suck. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Um so those are the biggest losers in my opinion. Um so how are you feeling about 
what's going on here, whether it be the winners and the losers. What is your view? I can't disagree more with the Texans being the losers. Y'all already know how I feel about Bill O'Brien and the fact that he's the GM. You mean agree more? I said, you said disagree. Disagree? You did. Go ahead. No My problem. Bad. I just want to make sure. <laughs> I can't argue with you that the Texans made the worst move. Um, we discussed it uh, briefly when it went down. I don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? And and um, I just I think Bill O'Brien's just bad news, man. And um, the, I, I'm just kind of like I'm speechless there. And I'm not gonna get into it like you did because I think you hit the nail on the head. But um, I think the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they they are winning. They're getting Hopkins. That's just gonna be a great wide receiving core. You got Hopkins. You got Fitzgerald. And now you got the young boy Christian Kirk. Right. Who are you gonna stop? And then let's say you lock all three receivers up. Okay, cool. Chase Edmonds out the backfield. Kenyon Drake out the backfield. Oh, you gonna stop those two guys? Okay. Kyler Murray just ran for a first down. Right. You're in trouble. There. Arizona's gonna be a tough team. Um, and the only thing I could say, well, you know, do you want to discuss that later? Or you want to finish your thoughts and then we discuss. No, we'll go through it. You know what I mean? Go ahead, we'll go, go ahead. My bad. No, my bad. And then I got one more loser: Indianapolis Colts. I don't know why you signed Philip Rivers. I think that to bring him in, whether he's the backup or the starter, it's a waste of dough. You can you can get another position solidified on that team to help you win. I get it. You br- I get a small piece of why you bring him in. When Brissett got hurt, that was it. We saw that. We saw with Brian Hoyer in there, they were toast. Okay, so you got a backup, but you couldn't. You could. You could have got Andy Dalton cheaper. You could have got Nick Foles cheaper. There's other guys on the market. I don't know about Dalton. Dalton, because just because of age, you know what I'm saying. I'm, so it's only a one year contract for Philip. But go ahead. Yeah, no, I just, I just, I, I think the Colts were losers there. And if I'm, if I'm an Indianapolis Colt, if I'm a player or I'm a fan, I'm saying why. You got the quarterback. Jacoby Brissett is not the problem. And he's still young. You can develop him. So you bring in a vet, I'm cool with that. Just not at that price tag. Not that. Not at that price tag. Right. So um, anything you want to talk about that or we just hit in the crowd? Let's go order? through and I'll, and I'll hit on some of those because I do want to get into the Cardinals a little. I want to get into yeah, kind of everything. We're going to dive into the big ones, y'all. We're going to skip around a little bit. But uh, we'll start Sunday, March 15th. Jaguars trade defenseman. Uh, defensive lineman Calais Campbell to the Ravens in exchange for a 2020 fifth round pick. Uh, Baltimore immediately extends Campbell's contract through the 2020 season. Of course. I can't believe, like we talked about it, fifth round pick, it's free money. Like, I don't know what, and the Ravens just, Ravens just got better. We know what the Jaguars are doing. They're, they're selling off everything. They're trying to reconstruct this team and, I have to believe that they know what they're doing, um, but I I just I don't know, man. Um, what's your thoughts on that? As far as that's concerned, great move by the Ravens. Of course, I would I would have gave him a contract. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Calais Campbell is not going anywhere anytime soon. He's a big guy. He's a strong guy. He's a really good player. He's a smart player. Um, I love that move. I don't want to spend too much time on that one, though. I'm good with that. And the Jaguars, I, like I said to you earlier, I think they're just fully like this is it. We're stripping it down. We're you know about you know tires up on blocks. The car's gonna be up on blocks, and we'll we'll rebuild it. Titans, um, they come to they come to terms with Ryan Tannehill, uh, 118 million dollar contact contract extension for four years. They also hit Derrick Henry with the franchise tag. I don't. I'm not mad at the Ryan Tannehill signing. He played great for them. Good for him. He got his dough. The franchise tag on Derrick Henry, ah, 
I mean, hey, he's going to get paid this year, but maybe they're just trying to figure out what they're going to do long term. I think it's just the image of the running back. You don't really need them. I don't need to pay you as long. I don't know. I might have went the other way. I might have um, franchise tagged Ryan Tannehill and kept Derrick Henry, but we got we got the you know we got the control. So when you do a when you do a regular experiment, you you do a control and then you do what you kind of think is going to happen. The control was Marcus Mariota, right? Yeah. And then Marcus like it was it looked terrible, right? That was the control experiment. Then we bring in what we think is going to happen. We have Ryan Tannehill, a different variable to add to the experiment. What happens? We get ourselves into the second round of the playoffs, mm. third round. No, we yeah we beat the we beat the no who uh, Titans Titans second uh, round you, you, Patriots and then and then uh, Ravens Ravens all yeah. right so and then AFC Championship game AFC Championship game all right, I'm just making sure I'm yeah. correct so AFC Championship game you you got to keep the guy yeah, I no, think he no, was no. a bigger difference to the team than Derrick Henry was hey, to, to each his own um I can't argue with you but I also can disagree a little bit now i would i would separate it by saying that Tannehill was the carrier early on once he first came in and then derrick henry took over towards the end that i will agree with it was the it was like a passing of the torch yes the baton because he didn't throw the ball very much in the playoffs we understand we we know that um next up uh, i thought this was again we're not i'm not going to sit here and tell you when the uh, backup left guard got signed or whatever but i think this is important because uh he was on the super bowl winning chiefs but uh, the Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones, who is set to hit free agency, gets a franchise tag. Uh, right move. Uh, you can't let him go. Maybe I, maybe just couldn't work out a contract. I agree. The only other person I think, if Damian Williams or Patrick Mahomes did not get the MVP, he should have. I agree. He made the handful of plays that was the difference. When the 49ers were on offense, that he got in Jimmy's face. Jimmy had a few easy throws. If he wasn't there, they, that might have been a difference in the game. And Chris Jones came up with it. I love it. Yeah, it just it's very hard for a defensive player to get MVP unless they do something absurd. Right. Um, and they franchise tagged him because they're going to have to pay uh, Patrick Mahomes, which is going to be uh, – you just saw that Ryan Tannehill just got $118 million, so I, you can only imagine what Patrick Mahomes is going to get. Go ahead, bro. Oh, I'm just making a face, man. The Jets are making moves. We, we, we just signed Connor McGovern, uh, but it's a bunch of linebackers. I, I mean, offensive linemen that I never heard of. I do. I'm dying for offensive line. Like you, you know, Kev. I've been saying it. I've been talking about drafting it. Um, I, I don't know if I'm crazy about what they're doing though, but we'll get to that. Christian Kirksey, with your boy? How you feeling about with your boys, the Green Bay Packers? How you feeling about that two year deal, sixteen mil? I'm fine with them getting rid of uh, Blake Martinez. He was the leading tackler for us since the day that he came in from Stanford. I think it was Stanford for Blake Martinez. But even so, I like Kirksey. The problem with him is that he doesn't stay on the field. If he's on the field, he makes the difference. He's exactly what we need. The question is, will he stay on the field for us? And we'll see when the time comes around. I'm not mad at it, though. Kirk Bumjuice Cousins gets an extension for two years. I don't know why. <laughs> they liked how he played, man. They don't. They're only. They don't need a game-changing quarterback. You know, they are a run-first offense, and we need an efficient quarterback. And that's what Kirk Cousins was. <laughs> anyway, AJ Green gets a franchise tag. Yeah, they got to do that because he ain't signing with them. No, so I don't even know if he's gonna play out that contract. Um, maybe a franchise tag and 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 trade. Um, Dak Prescott gets the franchise tag, exclusive franchise tag. Too explain that. That means that nobody can have. He can't. Nobody can have a conversation with him. He is the Cowboys, and nobody has any say in that. Gotcha. 
Tight end Austin Hooper agrees to terms with the Browns. That'll make him the NFL's highest paid tight end. It's a four-year deal worth 44 mil. Um, I like it, but why? Like, how much money were you not getting from Atlanta? And I don't know, you know, we can't judge Cleveland right now because Kevin and I rip their former head coach, Freddie Kitchens. But, I mean, man, that offense has got some weapons. They got some weapons if they can get it together. If they can get it together, man, come on. I like Kevin Stefanski. That's a new head coach over yeah. there for the Browns. He likes to run the football. We'll see what they do with Kareem Hunt. They see what, Let's see what goes on with some of the other players. They also have Nick Chubb. I hear you, man. They are going – if they can pull it together and they buy into what this coach is selling, it is going to be – like, they are good, man. They can be good. As long as Baker keeps his mouth shut, stays focused, and he plays like he did as a rookie, builds off of that. Tough year last year, but we already talked about that. Freddie Kitchens stinks. Yeah. Just oh, yeah, stinks. we know that. And uh, I've been on, I, I said it all last year, if you're a listener. You know, if you've been with us from the jump, I wasn't I wasn't on the Cleveland Browns hype train last year. If they come in as an underdog this year, which they should be I, I, because of what happened last year and how good the Ravens did, I think with that chip on the shoulder, they will be a better team than what was last year. They There were people putting Super Bowl bets in on them in the preseason last year. That was buffoonery. I would have took that, Benny. Uh, I would have took that money, I mean. Um, and speaking of the Falcons losing that tight end, well, they brought somebody in. There's a move you like, Kev. I want you to talk about it a little bit. But the Ravens and the Falcons agree to terms on a trade that sends tight end Hayden Hurst and a 2020 fourth round pick to Atlanta for a 2020 second round pick and a 2020 fifth round pick. Kev, how do you feel about Hayden Hurst? Because you and I both like this dude. I think it's a big move. I think I picked him up a few times in fantasy last year, given that something going on with Mark Andrews having a few injuries. He was their first round draft pick last year, by the mm-hmm. way, for the Ravens. So they're getting a they're getting a uh, uh, they're getting Hayden Hurst for a second round pick and a fifth round pick, along with the trade for the fourth. I love this, and they have a second year player still on his first contract who showed he he's going to be a good football player. He is going to be sneaky. He will be on my fantasy squads next year. Keep that in mind. Hayden Hurst, this dude will be there, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening to this, I love it. I think it's a great signing, and they saved money. They didn't have to pay $44 million. So I feel like that's a great front office move by the Falcons. Now the blockbuster, we spoke about it. We touched on it briefly, but the Cardinals and the Texans agree on a trade. That send DeAndre Hopkins and a 2020 fourth-round pick to Arizona for running back David Johnson and a 2020 second-round pick and a 2021 fourth round pick y'all already know how I feel about that I think that was the dumbest move the Texans could have done I don't really have um an answer for it Arizona clearly wins and I wanted to bring this up something I sent the message to you you said save it uh Adam Rank NFL Adam Rank is a fantasy football guy um he posted this on his page and I thought it was interesting but DeAndre Hopkins this is quote you know quoted by him uh, DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson would be rejected in most fantasy leagues. With the team's managers being barred for life, what is happening with the Texans? I can't. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I'm a commissioner in a fantasy league, and if you made that trade, I would veto that. I hear exactly what you're saying. Only thing I will say to this, I'm going to preface my statements with this, first of all. I don't think it's a terrible idea to trade DeAndre Hopkins. I think it's a terrible idea to trade DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick in 2021. 
I don't necessarily have a problem with David Johnson. I have a problem with the second round pick. You got to get a first round pick. Absolutely. And David Johnson. I'm happy after that. Like, I'm fine. It's just the value of the trade. What has Hopkins done for them? Other than be great. He has not led to W's. He has not led to playoff wins. He has not helped Deshaun Watson get better in these playoff wins. Deshaun Watson won that game versus the Bills when they were down 16 and brought back. It wasn't DeAndre who could not be stopped, who who could always get open, or the guy that we expect him to be, right? And I'm not arguing. The guy's a top three receiver in the league. I'm not arguing his greatness. I'm arguing does his greatness actually help you win football games when it matters. And I, the reason why you say that is because I want to jump to this, and I said we're going to jump around on, on important ones. We, we touched on it before. The Vikings and the Bills agree to a trade that sends wide receiver Stephon Diggs and a 2020 seventh-round pick to Buffalo in exchange for a first, a fifth, and a sixth, and a 2021 and fourth, a 2021 fourth-round pick. That is where I, I draw the line, Kev, where – you mean to tell me you getting the Bills are are giving up that much for Stephon Diggs? What could you have gotten for DeAndre Hopkins? And like I said it to you, I said it to a couple of my other buddies. It was like the first move that was done. You know what I'm saying? It's like you could you could have waited a little bit. Right. You know, it's like I I I you I, I watch Shark Tank and it's like somebody's like, here's the deal. Yeah, take it. Like, whoa, bro, there's four other people. That you can hear from. You have to work them against each other to raise the price. Exactly. Just like if I'm going to buy a a pair of tires, I'll go get a quote from somebody, get a tire. They're giving to me for this price. I'll go to the next tire place. Well, this is what Michelin gave me. What are you going to give me today to get the price down on my tires? In their position, they could have worked people together, worked people against each other to get the price up on DeAndre Hopkins. Because I know the the New England Patriots were in on that, but they're only going to spend so much. But you could have got some lesser teams yes. that would have been able to spend, baby. Like we always talk about on this show, too, when you're making your wagers, you want to shop around for the best line. Oh, look, so-and-so's minus seven. Boom, make the bet. Then you go check another shop, and they minus six and a half. You know what I'm saying? I just thought it was crazy. I wanted to jump into that one. Um, 49ers and Colts agree to terms on a trade that sends defenseman tackle DeForest Buckner to the Colts in exchange for a 2020 first-round pick. Uh, Buckner agrees to a five-year deal with the Colts that pay him. Uh, I think it's a great trade. A little bit too much value for Buckner for a first-round pick, but he's a great player, and the Colts need help on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, they're not that far away from being a playoff team despite, you know, injuries and, and what they had to deal with last year with their starting quarterback abruptly retiring before the season starts. Again, first-round pick, uh, I could argue with it, maybe a second-rounder, but I don't hate it. How do you feel about it, Kev? I'm with it. I think it's a good move. Uh, I think they bolster a defense that needs help. They also put you, – you know why they got him? Mm. Who's the guy that we love over there? Darius Leonard. My dude. What do you do when you have a middle linebacker like that? You put – a Tony Saragusa in front of him. You put a Sam Adams in front of him. You put a great... Those are great nose tackles. They, yes, those are all great nose tackles that played in front of Ray Lewis. Mm-hmm. These are guys I remember. I pay attention to these Even towards guys. the end, you got a little bit of Haloti Nata. And, and I think he was better than the first two yeah. because he can get after actually get after yeah. the quarterback. Like, he he was great, Holy Nata. But all of these big men, they are space eaters. They are man eaters. And they allow your middle linebacker to be great. Ray Lewis, if you if you asked him today, he would name those two men and Holy Not, or those three men, and let you know they, that was the reason why I was able to run like a maniac like I did. So I think it's a great move for the Colts, and I think it only makes Darius Leonard a better football player. I got you. Um, 
I got a point. This one's not a big move, but it is to me because this poor guy, man. A shout out to my boy Elliot. Elliot's a listener of the pod, and um, I saw him put it up uh, a post on Twitter. Case Keenum, I'm sorry, dog. He agrees to a three-year deal with the Browns worth 18 million. This dude just keeps getting a raw deal everywhere he goes. I think Case Keenum's a decent quarterback, and like, I like Case Keenum to the Colts would have been that would have I would like that because if you have a problem with with Brissett, Keenum could come in and play. Uh, but to the Browns, man, I'm sorry. I feel bad for Case, man. Everywhere he goes, he just gets a raw deal. Uh, it's just going to be a backup job because they it. definitely want Dwayne Haskins there. But I still think that's Dwayne a Dwayne Haskins in Washington, you in, mean. in Washington, I mean. So yes. I apologize. But I still think it's a great move by the front office to make sure that if the, if something goes wrong, that you have somebody that you feel you can trust. I'm just doing this for the Giants fans, but James Bradbury agrees to terms with the Giants. Three-year deal worth 45 mil, whatever. Cornerback Byron Jones agrees to terms with the Dolphins on a five-year deal worth $82.5 million. Highest paid cornerback in the league at this point now. How do you feel about that? We'll see. Well, uh, you, you better play, brother. I, 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 my problem with that is he's got two interceptions in the last four years. Say it again? Two interceptions in the last four years. Hey. You, well, I, like, he, does have, he does have, you know, Josh Allen throwing the ball to him now, too. So that's going to help him out a little bit with those interceptions. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Shots good, fired. Good, good joke. Shots fired. He's a good corner, but it's not all about interceptions. Maybe people just aren't throwing your way. Hey. But you know what I'm saying? Because uh, Deion Sanders could have more interceptions on the interceptions list. The problem was people deliberately did not throw his way. So, you know, I'm not – by the way, I am not comparing this man to Deion Sanders. I'm just saying mm. sometimes he's a good corner in this league and people will avoid that. One I think we missed, though, that I do want to mention was Eric Armstead signing a five-year deal with the 49ers. Okay. The lineman, I just think that's going to be a big deal. He was one of the people causing havoc for the front four that, that made Patrick Mahomes look ridiculous for most of that game to the last six minutes. And they don't have to play Nick Bosa. So you have this guy paid. Nick Bosa gets paid in another two years. That's going to be a problem for the NFC West. That's going to be a problem for anybody who has to see the San Francisco 49ers. But go ahead. Keep it moving, brother. Tight end Jimmy Graham deals the terms with the Bears. Two-year deal. I'm just saying it because it's Jimmy Graham was unstoppable at one point in his career. New Orleans. New so Orleans. I just, out of respect for that, I do, but this is nothing to me. Because I don't, first of all, Mitch Bum. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Bum ain't getting him the ball, and he can't catch anymore. So I don't know, bro. Y'all tried this two years ago. With my man from the Eagles. What was his name? I'm drawing a blank, Kev. Help me out here. The, the guy from the tight the end that went to the Eagles. That went from the Eagles that went to the Bears. He's going to kill me. Uh, Trey Burton? Trey Burton. And look what happened. Yes. He, he disappeared. I remember I seen him on fantasy rosters just hanging around, people waiting for <laughs> Trey Burton to pop, man, and he never did. Uh, but we'll stick, go back to the Dolphins. They get Kyle Van Noy. Dolphins are making some moves. I can't, you know. Good ones, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to hate because that's a division rival, and it pains me. That the Bills are getting better and the Dolphins are getting better and the Jets are just getting backup line offensive linemen from teams. Speaking of George Fant, the Jets signed George Fant. It's, who cares? Um, Marcus Mariota to the Ravens Ra- Raiders. Excuse me. Uh, I guess he just wants to live Las in Las Ve- Vegas. The first year that they'll be the Las Vegas. Yeah, he Raiders. just wants to live in Vegas. That's all. Get back, <laughs> get back out west to, to Oregon. Um, we talked about the Bills trade already. Uh, Amari Cooper signs with the Cowboys. Five-year deal worth 100. 100 of them things. 100 mil. Did you hear what happened, though? 60 mil guarantee. Talk to me. 
the Redskins. The Redskins came in extra 30, 35 million. And he said no. I would too, bro. He said no. No, I'd stay in Dallas. That's what he said. I would they, too, bro. They came hard. And I, I heard all the reports this morning. I read through them. 30 million. Like, he turned it down. He's like, nah, I'll stay. I'll be a winner. 60. He's like, I'll be fine with 60, bro, because yes. the 60 guarantee, which, which with NFL players, the guaranteed money is what they actually get. And that's – and I'm, I'm, since you since you brought that up, I just want to go a little bit – go there with, with the, with the quote-unquote, one of the biggest names of free agency, Tom Brady. A guy like Amari Cooper, okay, see, what, you, another thirty mil. You it don't matter. At that point in time, like, what's the money? You you want to win, so you play for the Cowboys. I get that. You're not gonna go. To, you're not gonna go to a worse team for more money at that point in your career because he wants to win. Right. Same, Tom Brady is not wherever he goes. It ain't for the money. I don't even think it's for the winning. I don't think it's for the winning because he has what it's between right now. The Chargers of Tampa. Looks like it's going to be Tampa. I don't think he's going to be a winner there. It's Florida. <laughs> Why would you not want to live there? For his after football career, L.A. is the best place. Him and his wife, Hollywood, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the one place I will disagree on Tom Brady as far as it being, I think it's partly because of the money he's not there. Where? How? Not where? And as a Patriot. Really? Disrespect. How? I took. That's different. I, I took 10 breaks for us to win yes and you still disrespect me but that, you're still gonna disrespect me in that sense i agree with you I, I, for principle on that specific team yes going elsewhere no yeah they should you're right i listen to and, and, and by the way that 10 is for real like that's the actual 10 times he took less money mm-hmm. this is from a uh, a new england patriot beat reporter that was on a podcast that i listened to and they were asking him about time he's like 10 times he took a break and how many times how many times are you going to disrespect me before you give me my respect? And then he was asked, do you feel respected? And he said, no comment. Yeah, well, I agree in that sense with the Patriots not paying him. It was about the money, but it was more about the principle. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Right. So, yeah, yes, in that sense. It, but again, it ain't about the money. money. It's about the respect and about the principle from the Patriots. Wherever else he goes... I just I don't think he's going to be a winner in Tampa or the Chargers. It looks like those are the two landing spots. It's just more about where could you build your career after football, and they look like two great spots to me um, for after football career building. I don't know if that even matters either because his wife is such a like his wife is much richer than he. You know what I'm saying? They can really do whatever they want. She's the business mogul of the two of them. She's helped build his brand cuz she is super genius, you know, model turned into she's all, you know, worth 75 million on her own doing all of that good stuff. I don't know. I wonder if that you think it factors because do, they can start anywhere, no? No, I do. Because let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask you two questions here. LeBron James do you think the fact that it's Los Angeles had anything to do with him going out there? One hundred percent. I can't disagree with you. And granted, that's a, a where it's hard to compare the Los Angeles Lakers to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Chargers because the Lakers are a historically great franchise. But when you pair a historically great franchise with a beautiful place to live in this country, it's very hard to beat. My point is, if the Green Bay Packers played in Orlando, and they were the Orlando Packers, y'all would get a lot more players there. You're already a historically great franchise. The problem is, who wants to live in Wisconsin in January? Yeah, the be- the, the funny part that you say that is, I don't know if you know in me, I would, if I was a great, 
I would love. Yes, but that, you are I, I'm different. Just, man. I'm, I, I get that a you lot. Are I love. I love being. I like the small town. I like the woodsy type. I, me, you know what I'm too. saying? I, I love would it. Prefer, like myself, <laughs> I'm. I'm with you, bro. If I was a professional athlete, I don't want the city. I'm trying to think. To me, the most absurd place is probably Utah. And I, there's no disrespect to anybody in Utah, but they have literally one. They have one sports franchise, the Utah Jazz. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you there's any place to live where there's nothing going on, it's Utah. I'm cool with going there. Don't get me wrong. I'm a New Yorker at heart, so I would love to be in New York. But my point is, the, the point I'm trying to make here is, I just don't think that at this point in Tom Brady's career, it's about He don't got to prove to nobody that he's not, he's not a winner. We know he's a winner. He's got six championships. So for me, it's just, where can I... Where can I chill? I could chill in L.A. I could chill in Tampa. It's all about it's all about that at this point in his career, and I think we saw that with with LeBron, it, to an extent. It's hard to say that though when you're talking about the Lakers franchise because they're such a historically good franchise, um, and it would have been like that with the Raiders because it's, it's Vegas. It's the first time we're having an NFL team there. It's Vegas. Like right. that's always going to be thrown in. With all these teams that, like, listen, we know the Dolphins stink, but there is an allure there. What is the allure? One, it's Miami. Two, ain't no state tax in Florida. Okay, so think about that with Brady going to Tampa, too, which means they keep all that bread. Right. Shaq talked about that big time when he went from Orlando to L.A. Back to to Miami. Miami. It's a big deal for these guys, and it's Miami. Especially if you're making that much money and you're in the 39%, and and they take out 39% of your check because you're in the top top echelon as far as moneymakers. So it's a significant amount of money they give up. And for the regular people out there like me and you and people listening, you know, think about your job. Okay, they say, okay, hey, whatever, we're going to relocate you. You can go to Florida or you could go to Idaho. We'll pay an extra twenty thousand a year in Idaho. You'd be like, mm, is that twenty thousand worth? Florida, L.A. I'm not weirdo. Who's who's going? Out? You know, what I'm saying? I have no desire to live in Florida, man. Okay, well, I'm saying, that, but but, general, you. but you are correct. Me, give me though. that twenty five thousand. I'm cool. Right, I like I'm Idaho. good. Right, I got my up. own little land, my own little spot. Um, I'm gonna be near I'm nobody. Good, dog. Right. <laughs> shout out, shout out to my man Waco's Wagers. By the way, he out there in Idaho. Oh, so. I didn't know that, yeah, man. All right. So, uh, <laughs> Anyway, let's get back to this. I, I just, we wanted to touch on the Tom Brady thing and why it matters where these guys go. You and, know? I, and I think, well, and they also just had like, he's got two great, great receivers. And then you have Bray. And then you ha- and then they also got Howard. Howard. Like, I think, like, that offense is going to be good. Can they do, can the defense do what it needs to do to have them make a run in, in that conference? I yeah. don't know. We'll see. Randall Cobb got paid by the Texans, uh, 27 mil for three years. I don't know what the Texans are doing, Kev. I know that you're your old, your old former boy there, but how do you feel about that? Uh, it's not a good move. Okay. Like, the, like, and once again, I will say, I have no problem with them moving DeAndre Hopkins. Zero. You have to get more. Like, there's no question. You have to get more. Turn that second into a first, maybe get a third, first and a third, first and like something else. And David Johnson, you know what I'm saying, but because he's so great, but he doesn't really equal winning. So we'll see. I still think it, there could be a place where this works out better for not better, but it works out for the Houston Texans. How about that? Gotcha. Not better. I got you. Drew Brees agrees to resign with the Saints on a two year deal worth 50 mil, give or take. I'm cool with that. You, I respect that dude. He's one of the best of all time. You got to pay him. Yep. Uh, Robert Quinn agrees to terms with the Bears on a five year deal worth 70 mil. 30 mil guaranteed. I think that's a good move for the defense. 
How do you feel about that one? I don't know. Division well, uh, rival, so. Robert Quinn hasn't been great since he was a Ram. Ram is when he kind of made his name. Then he went to Dallas. He was he was good there, but it was fairly quiet though. We'll see. It, but Robert Quinn next to Khalil Mack makes Robert Quinn a whole lot better because they're going to be doubling Khalil. Khalil is most likely going to be up against that left tackle. So I don't know. I feel like this is a great move for Robert Quinn. I don't know if it's great for the Bears. We'll see. Teddy B. Teddy Bridgewater agrees, agrees to terms with the Panthers on a three-year deal worth around 60 mil. Um, that That's pretty much the writing on the wall that Cam is going to be out of there. How do you feel, Kev, about the entire situation Teddy coming in, possibly Cam moving out. I would, I would appear that Cam is going to be gone. Um, I'm happy for Teddy to possibly be getting the starting gig. How do you feel? I, If they feel that's best, that's what's best. I love Cam Newton, but they're with him every day. They see him every day. They have a mindset of what they want to do. Uh, I can't go against them. The only thing is Cam came out on Twitter today, and he's like, don't do the wordplay here. He's like, I didn't request this. You put me in this position. But – He's going to have a chance to select where he wants to go. They're going to work with him and his agent to get him the best fit that he wants. So if you're going to force him out, one, I feel like he he earned a conversation. Now, there's a new owner there. So you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard. He doesn't have the same respect. Ron Rivera is not there anymore. So maybe they don't think the same. But just his history, if I'm the owner, I'm gonna, Cam, we're, we're going to Teddy Bridgewater. I'll let you select where you want to go. Be good, you know. Like, and where does Cam end up? I don't know. I mean, it, it, what what spot? The Chargers. If I'm the Chargers, I make a move immediately. I didn't even think about like, that. Like, see, see you later, Brady. Give me old Cammy Cam. Bring him over here. That's come come over to California. Move. Yeah, he, L.A. Cam in L.A. He could wear all his uh, Medea outfits out there. They'll love that out yeah, there. Man. I don't know if you know if y'all don't know who Medea is. Just look it up. Guys. Right. You know, very funny Tyler character Perry. made by Tyler Perry. Yeah, and um, you'll see what I'm talking about when you see the outfits and she'll attire. pull out a nine millimeter Glock on you in a second. So um, <laughs> that's not a bad move. But I think I I, I want the listeners to know. I think Kev is just deflecting. Because he don't want to see Cam in Chicago. Oh, no. In the Windy City. I don't want to deal with the guy at all. Bears. Hmm. That would be crazy. Because, I mean, that's what we're seeing. You know what I mean? We're, I'm seeing a couple things out there. But I didn't even think about the charge. Go, Chargers, go. That's not a bad move. That's a, I like that. That's a wonderful move, man. I like that move. Um, I want to talk about this just because I think it's funny. Uh, Chase Daniels gets a deal, a three-year deal with the Lions worth 13 mil. How's this guy still get, getting paid? He really is the quintessential backup quarterback, I, though, man. When you yeah. come in, you can win a football game. You can you can maintain enough to try to win the game, and you can believe that I as your backup. No? Nick Foles. Okay, well, that's quintessential. He can win you a Super Bowl. Exactly. Like, like you know what I'm so, saying? Oh, but I, I'll give you Chase Daniels as number two. Right, I don't. I don't see a better. He is the guy you want in the game. He he'll probably be around until until he can't play anymore. He'll be in the category with Luke and who's his brother? Last name they play for your Jets. What's that? Oh, uh, McCown. The McCown. The Kim yeah, McCown. Josh brothers. and Luke. That's yeah. what they are. You know what I'm gotcha. saying? And they kind of embrace that. I feel like that's what Chase Daniels is. Is a, a career backup, and he can win you a game if he has to come in in the third quarter. Corey Littleton. Corey Littleton agrees to terms with the Raiders on a three year deal. Um, 36 mil. Not bad move. I think it's okay for them. They're, they're, they're getting better. That's who I wanted. That's who okay. I Because I knew we needed a middle linebacker. I was hoping it was going to be Corey Littleton, but we wound up getting curtsy with the injury. But we'll see what happens, though, man. But I think it's a good move. Uh, I don't know. Jason Witten to the Raiders. He just wants to be in Vegas. Uh, whatever. <laughs> that's not. That's nothing. I'm mentioning this because Kev – not just because Kev is a Packer fan, but this guy 
is a good uh, player. But offensive tackle Brian Balaga agrees to terms with the Chargers, three-year deal worth $30 mil. How do you feel about that? It hurts me a bit because we had the best pass-blocking offensive line in the NFL. Because, one, we had the number one and the number three tackles in the league as far as pass, pass block win efficiency. Pass block win efficiency. I apologize on that one. So it is a loss, but I understand making money decisions. This was a money decision. You can't pay and put all your money into both tackles and then get better at receiver like we need to. Now, this is a very, very receiver-rich draft. So I don't know if we're going to go there, but Robbie Anderson has not been signed yet. I haven't heard much. I know he's mentioned the Packers. So I hope he comes to us. But um, it's a very good signing uh, by the Chargers. I think that's huge for them. It's a loss for us, but it was a money decision. As a human being, I'll tell you, Robbie Anderson, man, I, I, if, if we lose him to any team, first of all, I want him out the AFC. Number two, if it was y'all, I would like that for him because – um, if you know about Robbie Anderson, he has a troubled past, and I think Wisconsin is the best, best place for him because he can't get into no trouble out there. Right, understood. Uh, so, I mean, that's pretty much we, – we caught you all up with most of the big signings. Um, and I want to talk about two what-ifs maybe. Um, if Brady goes to Tampa, what happens with Jameis Winston? But either they keep him or they get rid of him. But I don't think they get rid of him. I think they keep him, let Brady play. You know Brady's only going to be there for a two, season. Two years, maybe. Absolute yeah. max two. Yeah. So you keep him. That's what I think happens. I think that's the best choice for them. I think they would be crazy to let go of Jameis Winston. Where does Brady wind up? Home. Oh, oh, like now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like I thought you were talking about after he was done. No. Um, Tampa Bay. Okay. Only because, well, it's either going to be Tampa Bay or someplace. He does not come out and make the announcement without – he's a pretty good businessman. He's not going to say – I'm done at the Patriots and don't have some place to go. Percentage chance of him going back to New England? Oh, it's zero now. He, he just zero. Said, they already said it. They, they, um, Bill Belichick and Kraft already put out their statements about how great he was moving forward without him. All that kind of stuff. It's over, man. You, you really think that the Patriots ain't pulling no hoodwink stuff? No. Okay. And I don't think Brady. I think there was true disrespect. And I, I said to you via text message, this situation that the Patriots had is like Groundhog Groundhog's Day. All over sports, right? Same day happening all over again. Mm-hmm. Great team, great guys, ego. The ego can only last so long. It breaks apart. Whose credit is it? It doesn't last. Whether it's the Golden State Warriors, whether it's the 90s Chicago Bulls, whether it's Magic Johnson uh, Mag- Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar having their problems, there's always some – when you have a team game, it's always going to come down to some egos, and I think some feelings were hurt, and I think they were done with it. And he's at the end of the season, and I think he wanted to have some fun with it. Is there any chance – Brady winds up anywhere other than Tampa or the Chargers? No. Okay. Uh, By the way, Colin Cowherd tweeted, uh, breaking, just got a text, Tom Brady has made his decision. I don't know if we believe that though. Um, he's his his source is a businessman. Okay. So a businessman connected with. I, I happen to read. I, I read what he said Good. earlier, and he said that his source is a guy who's connected to Tom Brady business wise, not athlete wise. But that's his source. I don't know. I got you. Um, what else is there to talk about, Kev? That's really it. That's cool. that's that's all the free agent frenzy that we can get caught up on this time. Um, there was some. I, I can't wait to dive into it. You know, even more once we get some more because st- there's still some. There's a there's a good amount of players out there, bro, yeah. that still have not been signed. And there's, we got all season. There's going to be trades before the draft. You know, there's going to be off season injuries. There's a lot going on, y'all. So stay with us. Um, we're going to keep this going. Um, we probably we'll probably we could probably do NFL at least. 
three times a month. You know what I mean? Once a week, give or take, depending on what kind of stuff is going on, going on, going on out there. Uh, if you guys like what we're doing here with this episode, let us know. Um, it's uh, it's appreciative because we know what you guys want to hear. If there's something that we're not doing that you want to hear, let us know. We're trying to evolve with the times right now. There's not uh, any sports going on, but we're still kind of we're still trying to keep going. And uh, football is is coming, regardless of what's going on. Sports will resume. So, um, and let me just add a little bit here, just to just right at the end. Not signed yet. We have Melvin Gore, Melvin Gordon, who's also not signed. We also have Emmanuel Sanders, who's not on anybody's team yet. Jordan Howard was just signed. By the Dolphins. By the Dolphins to your contract. I know he was added. Bashad Perryman, Antonio Brown, of course, uh, Lamar Miller. There's still some players out there. Marshawn Lynch, but I think he's done. Josh Gordon, uh, Chris Thompson. There, there's still some players out there that can help teams make a difference that still aren't there yet. So there's still some news to come in the NFL. But go ahead, Vince. No, that's it. Um, I got nothing else, Kev. We'll close it out. Again, we appreciate all the support that we've been getting thus, thus far. And please be interactive with us because we're trying to uh, – we're trying to do what, what, what you guys want to hear. So hopefully you guys like what we did with our NFL episode, uh, episode 44. You know the deal. Closing it out with the spiel. I'm your boy, Vinny Goombas. You want to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at V-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. And if you want to follow the podcast, excuse me, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at The First Pick Pod. Please check out social media. It's a great way to keep in contact with us and uh, find out when we're dropping new episodes Big Kev, tell me where they can find you, tell me where they can listen. At BiggestBoss76 on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict. Those are all of our best spots. Um, we also have some new equipment. We're actually recording right now on uh, new software and also new mics. So if you can give us some feedback, if you if you make it to this point, I said it at the beginning. Also, let us know if it sounds any better. What are your thoughts on that? Um, but uh, I love it. I can hear it back in my ears, and I'm loving the sound of it. I hope you guys love it too, and thank you. And um, we'll be back with you guys next week on the First Big Podcast. <laughs>